Well, a good Monday morning to you. I hope your weekend went well, that you enjoyed gathering with God's people yesterday, and you learned something from God's Word. More importantly, that uh, God's Word spoke to you in some practical, particular way, uh, either teaching you something about God, or uh, teaching you something about yourself, or teaching you something that God likes or dislikes, but in some way uh, benefiting you spiritually from your time together with God's people, and not only what you taught, but just that experience of uh, gathering together and worshiping together and singing praises together and um, that, that fellowship one with another. I, I hope it was an encouragement to you yesterday. Well, this morning we're uh, looking at a, a passage of Scripture that's really quite interesting. It reminds me of a board game I bought several years ago for uh, a couple's get-together, uh, just a small group of couples that were gathering in our home for a meal. And um, I found this game, and I thought, oh, this would be fun to play. It's, it's called Battle of the Sexes. And uh, it, it was really fun. I mean, some of the questions were, eh, you know, but, um, but by and large, it was, just, it was just a pretty fun game. Uh, but that title really kind of brings up um, an age-old reality in this fallen world, and that is the battle of the sexes, that there is this, this conflict that has gone on really since the fall um, between men and women and husbands and wives uh, in particularly. And Paul addresses this problem with um, uh, the, the matter of using the symbol of the head covering uh, for a woman, and uh, just, just to kind of indicate what that's all about, that really was a, uh, a cultural symbolism of, um, uh, of authority um, and of marital status. So a woman who had her head covered was communicating to everyone else in society publicly that she was married, that she was under the authority of a husband. Well, you know, in the first century, not anything different than in the 21st century. Uh, not everybody appreciated that. Uh, many women, they uh, didn't appreciate having to be subject to or under the authority of uh, a man, of her hu- even her husband. And so they would kind of rebel against that and remove their head covering. They'd go out and just be, be pretty brazen about that. It was first century expression of women's lib, if you will. Uh, But at the same time, and see, here's the other side of that. At the same time, men were abusing their authority. Men were treating women like they were chattel, like they were property, and um, they they didn't treat their wives well. They didn't treat them with respect. They didn't lead them in a way that was with a respectful understanding and grace and kindness. They, again, they, they just took them for granted and uh, ordered them around and treated them, like, treated them like a piece of property. Well, no wonder women under that kind of a situation would rebel and want to remove the head covering and so on. Well, 
uh, that, that was a cultural problem, but it was also a problem that kind of entered into the church. Uh, because the spiritual argument could go like this. Well, you know, I'm just as much a Christian as you are. Uh, God loves me just as much as he does you. Jesus saved me. And it would even be more ch- pr- pronounced or challenging, perhaps, for a woman whose husband wasn't converted. Uh, she could feel like she was the superior one. Well, again, Paul addresses that, and he he does not, he does not kowtow to the, that line of thinking, either extreme. To the, to the men, he does not give them the um, freedom to think that their wives are just chattel. And to the wives, he doesn't give them the freedom to cast off the um, responsibility of submission to the authority of their husbands. And, and so he does that, again, with the symbolism of the head covering. And he, he says, you know, I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ, the head of every woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. And he goes on to say, every man praying or prophesying have his, having his head covered dishonors his head. In other words, you know, that would be dishonoring for a man because he's supposed to be the leadership. He's supposed to provide the leadership in the home and not be subjected to the leadership of, say, his wife. But likewise, he says, every woman who prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head, for that is one and the same as if her head were shaved. In other words, it's shameful for a married woman to act like she's not married and is not subject to the uh, authority of the husband's leadership. Now, all of that gets very disconstrued, misconstrued, uh, this whole subject of submission and authority and so forth, in the world in which we live where those two ideas are um, are, are connected to power um, and um, authoritarianism. So, you know, women reject the idea of being submissive to their husbands because they, they think of that means I have to be groveling to him and he can, he can beat me around or do whatever he wants to me and I just have to take it. No, that's, that's not what that submission is all about. And men can take the idea that they're supposed to be an authority as a power thing that you know, they can order their wives around and make their wives do whatever they want them to do. It really has to do with a matter of leadership in the home. Uh, and you know, God has established that in the, in the marital relationship in the Christian home, the husband is to exercise that leadership. But he does so not, uh, not as an authoritarian, but as a, as a gracious, considerate, wise leader. So he takes factors into consideration. He takes his wife into consideration. He understands her and her needs, her desires, and so forth, makes decisions accordingly, leads the family accordingly. And that kind of leadership, to that kind of leadership, the wife is supposed to give submission. Sometimes the husband takes everything into consideration, and it's not exactly what the wife would like to do or thinks ought to be done, but somebody has to make the decision. He makes it, the wife needs to relinquish uh, any complaint or, or fighting against that and just say, okay, you're the leader. You make the decision. It's your responsibility. So I'll, I'll go along with that. I'll follow that. And that's, uh, that's more the biblical, the biblical matter. And then when he gets to the end of all this, Paul finally appeals to the fact that the, uh, the role of 
you know, male leadership in the home and, and the, the wife following that leadership, he, he also asserts a mutual dependence upon one another. And look at how he does this in verses 11 and 12. He says, Neither is the man independent of woman, nor woman independent of man in the Lord. So there, there, is, no, there is no right either, on either part, party to say, I don't need to listen to you. I am independent of you. And here's how he explains that. For he says, as woman came from man, and there he's appealing to creation, you know, God took woman, uh, a rib from Adam and created woman. Uh, as woman came from man, even so man comes through woman. Every man is dependent upon a woman for, for birth. And so there is this mutual dependency that in, in all things, he finally says, all things are from God. So all of us are subject to our God-ordained uh, responsibilities and our God-ordained roles. We are dependent upon him. So it's important, I think, to keep these uh, distinctions in mind in relationship to the uh, husband and authority, wife submission thing, in contrast to the way the world looks at these matters. Uh, we exercise men, husbands, we exercise that leadership with love and thoughtfulness and understanding and consideration and not with an authoritarian attitude. And wives, the submission is simply a relinquishing of, uh, uh, of rebellion against husband's leadership and recognizing he's the responsible party expressing your opinion about things and uh, your, your desire for things, but then leaving the final decision up to him and let him take that responsibility and God will hold him accountable for it. So anyway, uh, again, the head covering, that, the, the symbol of um, a married woman who is uh, responsible to submission to her husband who's authority over her. Let's do it biblically. Let's do it biblically. All right, Father, we do thank you this morning for um, the, the gracious way that you present the responsibilities of the home. And I pray that we as men would exercise our leadership in a way that is pleasing to you and that glorifies you. And may uh, wives uh, lovingly accept that responsibility that husbands have of leading the home. And we pray these things in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen. All right. Well, have a good rest of your Monday, and I hope your week gets off to a great start. Have a good day.